Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Okay, well, welcome back to Elevate Your Event, and we have a special guest today, Mike Pappy. Hello. So, Mike, introduce yourself, and then Kristen uh, and I will introduce ourselves as well, and we'll dive into the topic. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Mike Pappy, I am the founder of One Goat Foundation, and we are a nonprofit dedicated to supporting first responders here in Colorado with financial assistance. So, whenever they need help with, whether it's mental therapy, um, basically just getting through a month with bills, uh, potentially um, we've done some funeral services, which is pretty sad, but it's a critical need. And uh, we've also helped out along the lines of really connecting them with other organizations too that support in different ways first responders here in Colorado. That's awesome. And so for one goat, um, how long have you guys been around? And then kind of describe your organization a little bit. I mean, are you, I know you're the founder, but are you executive director? Are you a board member? Or? Yeah, good question. Uh, well, we've been around for about three years now. We've done um, fundraising events for the last two. And yeah, I'm, I hold the office of president of the board, um, founder. I kind of, it's was my idea to bring this into fruition and help first responders. And then, so I kind of sit and drive the mission as well. Great. And so how big is your board? We have 13 people on the board. That includes me, but yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Kristen, because you've got some specific uh, board experience as well. Yeah. So yeah. I work. I work for Handbed now, doing doing marketing and and the Elevate Your Event podcast and helping with that some. But I, uh, in another life, was an executive director and a professional fundraiser and worked with a lot of boards. So I, I think I'm you know, low key trying to be devil's advocate and like, well, that's great. But also, what if your board member just hypothetically what if your board member did this <laughs> just hypothetically <laughs> this topic came up so if you guys haven't guessed yet today we are talking about boards uh nonprofit boards of directors and specifically as they uh, pertain or relate to events and so uh jeff porter ceo and founder of handbid uh prior to being the ceo and founder of handbit i was actually a board member um, so I did find uh, I founded my nonprofit back in 2004, and then right after that joined another nonprofit as a board member. So kind of dual roles, kind yep. of similar organizations, but really kind of saw the process by which um, the board grew up from four of us, right, to you know eight of us, and then 12 of us, and then through that whole process, you know, kind of how were we raising money, and you know, when what was my role as a board member, and then you know, obviously when we got into running events for thousands of organizations, we got to see kind of the other side of that as well, you know, kind of the staff side, kind of looking at you know how is that board. Uh, member in particular, either helping or hurting the staff. And so when we were talking about, hey, what are elements of the event we really want to discuss? One of them that came up specifically was board members. And I almost think we titled this like board members, friend or foe, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes um, sometimes they can be both, right? I mean, for sure. So what we wanted to do, Mike, was um, really kind of pick your brain a little bit about um, what kind of role has your board had 
in the fundraising events you've done so far and, and where has that worked and how has it not worked? Um, and then kind of how does that fall into kind of the, the bigger scope of what do I want my board members doing in general for my organization? Okay. That's a big topic. I know. I know. We have some time to talk about it. So. <laughs> to start with the first part of that question, from a fundraising uh, standpoint, um, the board that I've put together, and just to kind of back up a little bit, is um, when I started One Goat, you know, there was a, a, a lot of my friends and, and people that I opened it up to. Um, we were just talking about the events and what we wanted to do. And, and you know, the, our big event uh, started out being a golf tournament. Um, and then, uh, and then we did a first responder of the year gala in which we honor, um, a fire police EMS and dispatch personnel at the event. And they're, they're people that, um, one goat would have helped either financially or support with, uh, therapy or, or whatever it might be that they need. And as a lot of people, I, I think being three years into it, the board started with, people that I know that, you know, maybe um, have felt some connection to a first responder or not, but they felt some connection to doing something above and beyond what they were doing on their day-to-day, and they wanted to be involved. Um, I'm very novice at this, right? When I started this, um, very little um, nonprofit experience, in fact, zero. Um, I do sit on a different board of an education company here in Colorado, and my experience with them is is really just showing up to two meetings a year, maybe a, a board dinner, and not doing too much. Um, but that's by design. It, they run that organization like a corporation. They do great work with schools and STEM and, and, and teachers. So I kind of took a piece of that and said, I don't want my board to have to feel obligated to do anything. But you're going to find those individuals that say they want to help, and they are just doers. Yeah. Right. They are people that want to dive in. They want to help. Not that they necessarily just take direction. They give a lot of opinions as well, but they also understand they're solving a problem. And what I'm learning is finding more and more of those people on your board is um, critical. And and it's what the way I'm starting to reshape the board today. Well, that's interesting. So so you're describing a board that starts out as doers, right? And that either is people that are just getting their hands dirty and doing whatever, or maybe they bring a certain expertise to the table that you need, like legal expertise or, or whatnot. But then over time, you know, with that, are you starting to look for people that also can bring more strategic division to the organization or... Yeah, I, I think that's going to have to go that way eventually. So again, we're still fairly young as a, as a as a foundation, right? We're we're staying in Colorado. We want to help organization or first responders here in Colorado. Um, so the strategic part that you talk about is going to come in the next three to five years, which is how do we bring this to other states? And with the success we've had here already, and success is a loose word in the sense that we've we've awarded gifts to a lot of first responders this year alone and it's mind-boggling how many of them need help and as we're doing that we're hearing more and more you should bring this across the country well i have no idea how to do that especially with how we're funded and we're funded through events um to your point which is why this is a perfect discussion topic um the way i started with the board is people i wanted to hang out with Right. If I'm going to start something, I want to be with people I want to be with. Right. And not with the so-called board member. That's going to be a, a, a problem. And I don't have any of those on my board, but we're a complete volunteer board. We don't nobody gets paid. And as a leader, and this is something I was thinking about as running the board, I need to be a little bit more 
I need to be stronger at what I ask and what I expect them to do or expect what I need from them. I can't do it all myself. Right. And uh, a lot of them, a, a couple of them, there's two or three, three of them that I can think off the top of my head that have jumped in. Um, another one has told me, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to make decisions. I just want to help. And he shows up every single event. Um, so I'm starting to build this board less of people that I want to hang out with and more of people that want to get involved and make a difference. Sure. And so there's some turnover that needs to happen that is happening. Um, and right now I'd say we're pretty strong, but there's always, I leave it up to them. If I don't want you to feel like um, I've had two board members leave, three board members leave, two of them because they felt bad about themselves not helping and not being involved and not being around just because life has taken so much from them, right? They're, they're busy doing their, their mm-hmm. day-to-day. And I don't want that. I Look, take a step back. Come back when you're ready. I know you're busy, promotion, and a job, new job, whatever that is. But come back when you're ready. I don't want you to feel bad being on my board. Another one um, just stepped down because I don't think we're mature enough for him. We don't have, you know, bylaws are good, but they're not as tight as he wanted them to be. There, our meetings are twice a year rather than, you know, every other week. And I don't need to put that stress on my board that you have to be at a meeting every Friday at 10 o'clock. Right. And I think he was looking for more of that involvement. So I look at it and say, we're not in a maturity area where you are yet. We're effective. We raise money, we award the money, and we're good. But for him, we just weren't there. Now, he had a ton of ideas, ton of ideas. And I'm looking at myself going, I have no idea how to do those without, to your point, help. Well, and it's unfortunate that that individual didn't want to kind of step back to kind of where you're at and kind of help you guys get there. Because um, <clears throat> I know you, you guys are primarily, a, you know, in terms of fundraising right now, it is through events, right? We've talked about that. Um, so let's talk about kind of the other side of this then. So Kristen, I know you've worked with boards running fundraising events. And so, I mean, what's been your experience on, on that side? Is there, is there advice that you can give other people who are also kind of in the inner workings of managing and planning their event, maybe as staff or maybe as a volunteer who has to deal uh, with a board? What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I think... To, to Mike's point, you have to you have to know who you are as an organization and you have to know who you want on your board and what kind of people you want on your board. And so I think that the the first step really is internally with with your staff, with internally with your organization, really decide what kind of board you want. So and and who you are. So is it do you want the the workers who are there to volunteer at every event and and just do? Do you want the more strategic people, uh, or do you want do you want the the people with the, the connections and with the deep pockets, or is it a combination of all of those? I think in a perfect world, you have a little bit of everything and right. in in every board member, but really being clear about what you're expecting of your board member and what that job description looks like and then how that translates realistically into the outcome of your fundraising efforts. If you don't have a staff, I mean, your board in most cases, especially around a fundraising event, is going to be your staff. Right. Right. And so you you really do need to set that expectation with them like, hey, we're going to need help here. We don't have but maybe one or two of us full time that does this. Or maybe it's a completely – you know, um, small nonprofit that doesn't have any full-time staff. Mm-hmm. And so you really are relying on the board to kind of step up and do things. And so um, 
I, I think it is important, right? I mean, especially for you guys as well, right? We've talked about this, right? You know, just just going back through and saying, hey, this is what I need from you guys, right? Mm-hmm. I need you guys to show up. And it sounds like, you know, at the same time you're saying that, you also need to kind of set some standards or expectations. Hey, we are small, right? It's not going to be as tight as you want. It's not going to be the perfect check-in. It's not going to be the perfect experience. I may get your VIP table assignment wrong, right? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I might need you to take out the trash at the end of the event. Yes. Right. So they'll do that. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I think people in listening in their cars and in yeah. their earbuds are saying the same thing. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, it's uh, the one thing I will say this is you're right. We so again we're a, we're a smaller organization right now, and we don't have you know they're all volunteers, and to what you said, a board a, a good board is made up of people that are either going to be doers, people that are going to be you know that can write a big check right and, and that's really what they want to be involved in is they just want to write a check and and have fun at the, at the gala or the events or whatever it is and then there's there's others that are, that are participate in um the strategy side of that right so they're doing either writing a check they're doing something or they're just volunteering a lot which is what you need i mean board members that'll volunteer but the one thing i'll point to and i don't want to i don't want to um, bring this conversation to a different direction but as you're talking I'm looking, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror and like any organization and I, when I started one goat, I wanted to start it and run it like a company, right? I've, I've grown up in nonprofit. I've grown up in small startup companies, um, where everybody's wearing a ton of hats. And I thought if you can run a nonprofit, like you run an organization, like a for-profit organization, you're going to have success because you're not just relied on the money's coming in. But when you talk about an event, and here's a good, this is a good story for you. The leader of that event, right, which is me for our golf and gala, um, you've got to be clear at what you need and you can't do it all yourself. And the first year we did it, it was it was me doing a lot of the things, putting it together, talking to the venue, talking to the sponsors, doing all of that. And by the time when it came to show up, I'm trying to tell people what to do and that just gets lost in translation. Fast forward to this year, um, we hired a um, event coordinator, and I told her when we hired her, I said, "All I need is that quarterback for the week, right? I need somebody for that week to make sure that everything goes off without a hitch. That's at the venue. That's doing this. That I don't have to do that. I'll have everything up before that." And um, the result of that were uh, two of my board members, Elisa Marine, who did a ton of work um, setting up the event that week. They looked at me after the event and they said two things. One, you're going to rehire her, the (laughs) the event coordinator. Two, you're going to give her more to do. They're like, we don't need you knowing and doing everything. We got your vision. We know what you want. We've been here three years. We don't, you need to let go of the range, which is my goal next year is to let go of the range, but let them know exactly what I need. Right. Right. So if I need to be more directive to my board, so they know what I'm looking for. And I, the people that I've got on my board are fantastic right now. I'm happy with them. But I think you got to point it to the leader, which I know that you, did, you wanted to go more toward board members in this conversation. But I think if you're leading that board or you're the executive director and you're not directing with any type of clarity, you're going to get those board members that maybe don't know what's going on. Well, I think that's a good point. You, you either need to manage your board or your board is going to manage you. 
That's exactly. Right? That's a and, shorter way of saying it. Yes, and <laughs> and I think what you're saying is spot on in the sense that now you're starting to see. Okay, I need to set very clear expectations. You know, it yep. can't all be in my head. I can't have everything. Like I remember two years ago going to your event, and like everybody, like when a question needed answered, they were looking for you. Yep. Right. And so I 100% understand can't what you're that. saying. Right. And I think for the board members who want to help, that is incredibly helpful for them. Right. And, and I think, you know, for anybody listening, you, you have to do that, right. You have to give your board members expectations. Hey, we're setting up at this event. I need people there at two o'clock on, you know, and if it's not you coming, find some volunteers on your behalf that are going to come and help us. Right. Or I need auction items for our auction. Right. And, you know, we would have board meetings and we, my event just ran in October, right. We had regular board meetings and we would tell them like, Here's a spreadsheet of some stuff that we want, or you guys give us ideas, but I need you to commit to going out and getting something, right? Because you guys have connections in the community, and we want you to leverage those to help us raise money. Or, hey, we need you to help us sell some tables, or we need you to help us sell some sponsorships. So outside of just the event logistics of saying, like, hey, I, I need some help specifically to pull off a gale in a golf tournament, let's, let's back up a second, you know, and, and kind of – you know, take the point you're making and really amplify it to say, I need help way out here in front of this thing. Yep. Right. And so we're talking event specific stuff. So that's sponsorships. That is ticket sales, right? For us, it was table sales. I need tables sold. And I expect board members to help sell tables. I expect board members to buy tables, but not everybody is financially able to do that. But I do expect you to go out there and help us find people who will fill those tables. Right. And then I expect you also to help us with auction or other types of things that we might be doing at the event. Maybe there are even connections to, um, you know, groups that would come in. Maybe maybe it's a connection to the caterer. Maybe it's a connection to, um, you know, one of our mutually favorite guys, Rocker Spirits. Right. You know, yep. it's, a, it's a connection to Dustin to say, hey, can can you help us get that type of person in here, you know, to kind of create something for our event that would be special. Right. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but. No, I think that's that's spot on, and you know, to the point of of being as clear as you can as, as what you need for that event, and you're basically opening it up to telling your board members you guys wanted to be part of this. Um, you know, this event is how we raise our money to be able to do what we want to do as a foundation. It's the big event of the year. Here's what we need, and those that fall short is like anything else within an organization, right? You want to you want to throw some accountability on them that if they don't perform. That's the conversation you have either after the event or in the year-end reviews of, of you know, you wanted to be involved, but you didn't do X or you didn't do Y or I needed you, I needed you to bring in so many tables and you didn't bring in any, right? You brought in a $20 bottle of wine and that's it for the wine pole. And you wanted a free ticket. And you wanted event. a free, yeah. And you gave my staff grief at the door. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens, does it? Never happens. That's not my board. That's, that's um, no, we're just hypothetically hypothetical. Yeah. Yes, but to, to to your point, I think that's absolutely right. I think, but the best way to do that is is you got to have some control over that, right? So if you tell, if I tell twelve other people go sell me tables, and I know that I only have enough room for forty tables, and they all sell a whole bunch of tables, we may be pushing it, right? So it's kind of like I need. I mean, these people selling tables, who wants to go get sponsorships? And I've got a couple of people on my board that they are about the best schmoozers you will ever meet. And because of them, we've got 
Anheuser-Busch working with our with our gala. We've got Rocker Spirits working with our gala. We've got Orrin Swift sending us wine. Um, Buffalo Trace sending us, uh, you know, their stuff. So I'll take a bottle of Orrin Swift yeah. on my table yeah. next year, Mike. Buffalo okay, Trace. I'm working. I'm, but that's that's the other piece is who knows these people in in the community that want to help a foundation and get their name connected with it. So some of my board members are better at that than others. Some people won't do that. They don't want to do that. I don't expect them to do it. But those folks, okay, then I need you to show up on Wednesday before the Saturday event and start filling uh, bags for the golfers or start getting the tables ready or start putting all the auction items in where they need to be in. Um, you know, you need to learn hand, you know, hand bit is who we use and that's not a shameless plug. I mean, that's why we're here, but getting everything into hand bid. So hand bid works smoothly, um, which it always does, but it's getting those people involved in the ways that they want to. Right. So, or the ways that they can. Or the ways that they can. You have introverts, right. extroverts, what do you want to do? But yeah. Well, and you're steering that a little bit, I would think. Yep. Right? So you're, you're like, okay, I, I know this person's not going to be the best at that job, so I'm going to kind of steer them in this direction. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Right? Um, so you've managed board members. Right. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking about there's what they say they're going to do and maybe what they're actually doing, not just the conversation of what they're capable of doing. So I had a board member that had all these connections in the community, and we said, great, can you help us get sponsorships for our walk event? Can you help us sell tables at our event? Oh, sure. Just call this person. Just call that person. Here's their number. Here's their email address. That's great that I have their direct line or their email address, but really what I need is for you to, at the very least, warm that person up and sure. and say, hey, Kristen with this organization is going to call you and, and, and make the sale for me. And they'll say, well, that's your job. Or uh, I need help getting the auction items into the software. Well, that's your job. So... You know, let's talk a little bit about managing board members that way, where it's they're willing to help, but they're not willing to maybe do the do the actual work where the where the rubber meets the road. And I'm not just talking about taking out the trash. <laughs> no, and it's going to get the job's going to get done, right? And so that's the frustrating thing at the end. And I think you have to have a conversation with individual board members. Um, it's a two way street, right? And when you think about my role as a board member is to help. You know, it, and, and obviously every organization might have some tweaks to this, but I feel my orga my role as a board member is to help kind of drive the strategic direction of the organization. Okay, I don't mind getting my hands dirty when it's time to go fundraising. I don't mind participating in my portion of that or driving sponsorships or whatever. But ultimately, I mean, the organization, if it's raising money, needs to be growing and it needs to be using that money for whatever you know purpose it's it's intended for. Right. And so our goal is to oversee that, you know, maybe help grow the staff, mm -hmm. maybe kind of put a plan into place, um, succession planning, all that kind of stuff. Right. But at the same time, the staff needs to also remind us as board members, hey, you're here to support us. We don't work for you. Right. In a way, you kind of work for us. Okay. And I don't mean that in any sort of like pompous way, but sometimes you have to remind board members of that. And I think sometimes as board members, we have to remember that, right? The staff is there to help advance the organization. And if things aren't happening in a certain way, we need to step in and kind of maybe redirect them in a really professional way. Because I've seen board members berate staff. I, I can't stand it. 
these people don't make a ton of money. You know exactly how much they make if you're a board member in right. most cases. Mm -hmm. And you realize how much time they're putting into this. And so, and, and you also realize that in some cases, they're not going to meet your standards. You might be the CEO of an organization and you might say, hey, this is how my board meetings run. Why can't the organization's board meeting run that way? Or here's how organized my events are. Why can't their events be organized that way? But you're also probably the same person that's complaining to them about how much money they're spending on staff or software or you name it, right? And so you have to kind of understand what the trade-offs are in that. And so I would definitely say, you know, and we're all board members at some level for whatever organization, you've got to be really, really respectful of the amount of effort your staff's putting in. If they're not doing a good job, you can deal with that after the event, not during the event, not the day before the event, right? I've seen that too, and that's pretty tragic, right? When you're, you know, complaining or, you know, kind of creating noise the day before an event, it's, it's too late, right? I mean, at this point here, you're just going to, you're going to get them off their game. They're going to, they're not going to do well. You We've know. already had about 45 minutes of sleep in 48 hours. Exactly right, <laughs> right. So w would you give some advice to maybe a nonprofit, whether it's a staff person or volunteer who's managing the board? It, it sounds like we're talking about there's, there's sort of the corporate for-profit boards, which are there to hold a business accountable and are there to, to manage maybe the CEO or, or leadership. Um, and, and there's a difference between that and, and a nonprofit board that's there yeah. to kind of work to work with you to advance the mission. How would a nonprofit person maybe reframe that for somebody who's thinking in more of a for-profit mindset as a board member so on the board member side yeah you want to go you want to start with that sure well yeah. I was gonna say that it's a two-way street right so if, if I if I'm going to my experience on the education board that I'm on is um, to your point they have a great staff right their CEO is fantastic the staff's really good and we meet twice a year um, it's a very well-funded organization and, uh, the board is, it's great sitting in those meetings because there are some people that know what they're doing and they will question the, the, the financials, they'll question the strategy, but they put a lot of help in this, in the staff. But I will say this, the two way street is, is this as a board member, you're bringing your expertise to that organization, which is for you, Jeff is the, the strategic part of it, Right. Um, for me, it would be more of a, a sales and, and revenue generation role. It's what I've, what I've been doing a lot of my life. Um, so my side of the street is reaching out to them and telling their biz dev person, not just here's a number, here's a name to reach out to, but it's understanding their strategy, working with that staff member who's getting paid to build their revenue is understanding what they need to do. And then if I understand that better, I can help direct them or give them some help from my experience. The other side of the street though, is them having to reach out and understand who the board members are. Because mm -hmm. there's a reason why you're on the board. And if you're on the board, you bring an expertise that somebody in that staff should be able to, man, that's, that's a free connection, that's free lessons, right? So if, if I were a staff member, and you are on my board, Jeff, or, or, or you are on my board, I'd be reaching out on, okay, how do I direct my board members better, right? Or Jeff, how do I build a better strategy? You started Handbid. How do I bring this company to the next level? I don't expect you to do any of the work, but I expect because you're on my board to be invested enough personally to want us to succeed 
and you're going to give me some time. It can't be, I'll give you half an hour over, over coffee. It's Jeff, I need an hour a week for the next month to build this company. And as a board member, I would think that that would be where your, my expectation as a staff member is from you. And I think that's where board members got to realize you don't have to do the work, but you got to bring your brain and you got to share your brain. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think also as it relates to, you know, being a board member, you also have to really kind of put things in perspective of where the organization's at. True. Right. And so I, I recently, and this is, this doesn't happen often, but, but here I am, right. I'm, I'm in the role that I'm in, but I'm on the board of an organization that's running a fundraising event. And so they throw me on the events committee. Okay. And so, um, I did make it clear, Hey, look, I, you guys have a staff that will do the work. I'm here to help guide or help or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, but but don't hand me an empty spreadsheet and tell me to go out and get auction items. You guys are going right. to do that, but I will definitely give you some input and some direction. And um, did everything run smoothly at this event? No, right? I mean, it wasn't perfect, right? Um, but it was a great first start. For an organization, hadn't they haven't run a fundraiser in five years. I was actually really impressed. And they're not fundraisers. I mean, these guys, they're, they're great at what they do right? They're not event planners. They're not organizers. Um, so for everything that kind of came together, did it meet a standard that I think ultimately it needs to? No. But I had board members like berating the staff for, you know, how it went. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that, that's, that, that's not where we need to go. So I think board members, you need to, you need to definitely set expectations that, that I think are fair and appropriate, right? Um, the slide decks aren't going to be perfect at your board meeting right? Um, the organization isn't going to be perfect. The analysis of what they're showing you isn't going to be complete and perfect, but you have to just take them from that point and just give them another notch forward, right? So just say, hey, you know what? Great start. You got to this point. So let's talk about how maybe at the next meeting you do this or at the next event, let's make these changes, right? Because let's be, let's be honest, at the end of the day, right? Like nobody's dying here, okay? And sometimes it feels like you are, I feel like, I mean, I, I see the staff and they're just, they're, they're on pins and needles around board members and board members are giving them laser eyes at events. And look, there, we will all live another day, right? I mean, we, there will be another opportunity for us to raise money, you know? And so if the paddle raise doesn't go the way you want, or the speech wasn't as, as great as you want, it won't matter. Everybody in that room has a heart for your organization. They're going to give you money anyway. And I think sometimes the staff forgets that they'll say, Oh my God, these board members are so upset. And so none of their donors are going to give. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Okay. So, you know, I think at the end, you know, I think what you need to kind of, you know, as a staff member realize is, you know, you're going to have to let some of the water off your back. Let's roll right off. You're going to board members that are grumpy or, you know, they're going to give you a comment that, you know, things didn't go well or, you know, one of their people at their table got the wrong entree or you know, the bar line was too long, whatever it is, let it roll off your back. You know, don't take it personally. And then I would say more importantly, those board members, you need to knock that stuff off, right? And just kind of help people start where they're at. Well, and, and I think, you know, it, it's interesting as we continue to talk here, that, and to your point, there's there's for-profit boards and there's, you know, nonprofit boards. And, you know, nonprofit organizations that have a staff, they're even different than, for example, my organization that doesn't have staff, mm-hmm. right? So my board members are my staff to what you said, and they're people that want to be involved and you know, we've set kind of what we want from them and they're great. But going back to where you have a staff and you've got a big mission, I think the board members really need to ask themselves, why am I on this board? 
and it's not, you know, that some board members are going to want to be on a board because they want the cachet. Right. I'm on this board. I do this, they and I the, get the LinkedIn. I get, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Where I think if you approach it as a board member of okay, this organization's mission fits into my belief system, my value system, and right, I'm not going to go get a $200 gift card to this steakhouse and bring it in for the auction item for this event. But what I will do is I will show up, I will be present, and if I'm a board member, I've got influence over my circle of friends and people, I'm bringing them. Because if we all give a certain amount of money, the organization that I sit on the board for is going to be better. So board members got to go in with that, that, that mentality. And I think if you're running that staff or you're the executive director of that and they don't have that mentality, I don't care who they are. I don't care how big of an influence they are, get them off your board. Right. Because to your point, they're going to be a fly in the ointment and you don't need that. I think you need people, people with passion and vision for what you're doing are going to be, and with, with that are shut-ins and don't know anybody, are going to be more helpful than somebody who knows everybody on the planet, but is there to criticize and they're just for their LinkedIn profile. Amen. Yeah. And the badge on their yeah. name tag and the at badge, the event. Yeah. People with passion and compassion. Right. By the way, tip your bartenders too. Just because you're on the board, you know, the drinks may be free, but tip the bartenders. <laughs> I don't like the, the board members that come up and want free stuff. I yeah. Mean, they're the worst. They're like, well, you know, it's funny. Like you have a board member come up and they'll say, well, I know these tables cost this, but, you know, could I, could I get it for my friends for this other price? No. Right. <laughs> you can't. Right? Well, I an mean, argument that I got from from board members sometimes, from certain board members sometimes, not all, but uh, the well, we didn't bring we didn't bring more money in, but we brought awareness. We brought more awareness. More people know about the cause. That could be probably a whole different podcast topic, but awareness doesn't fund the research awareness no. doesn't well it's what does that awareness do i think awareness is important however awareness of somebody checked my linkedin profile so now that right awareness is okay i brought awareness in but the, the awareness are sitting in those three tables over there and they each purchased a table mm-hmm. right there's 24 people of a yeah. table of eight that came in here they are not that weren't here last year and um i think again that goes back to I believe in the mission of this organization, staffed or not staffed. Um, I'm sitting on the board. I want other people to know that I am involved and I can answer those questions. Right. Um, and, and, and again, board members that aren't invested emotionally, and maybe that's kind of where I'm going with this stuff, is if you're not invested emotionally, why are you on the board? And I think that's a, it's, it's a look in the mirror and ask yourself that question. Right. And, and it's also, who are you recruiting? Right. Right, because I, I get it. Right, it's it's nice to have a legal expert on your board. It's nice to have an accounting expert on your board. I mean, these are all nice to haves, but if you're not finding that person that's also emotionally connected to what you do, then they're not always the best board members. They don't typically stick, um, and if they do roll in there, they're not always the most cooperative. Right. Um, so, and and I've learned this the hard way. Right. We've we've recruited board members in our organization and you do it because they you feel like they fill some sort of professional gap or oh they're they're famous or they're really rich, right? And we all know rich people are not generous, right? Generous people are generous. So, you know, it's one of those things where they don't always work out in your favor, right? And they're just gonna create headaches for you. So I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I really do think it's important who you recruit to your board. And I get it in the beginning, it's a lot of workers, 
right? Yep. And so, you know, kind of to, to kind of roll around and, and you know, kind of, re, you know, kind of summarize what we've talked about, you bring in a lot of workers up front, you start raising money, and then you start to kind of add different types of people to your board who are going to kind of grow the people coming to your event, um, you know, maybe the numbers or the types of people. Um, and then maybe they're going to help give you strategic direction. They're going to kind of help ratchet up your maturity level year over year as an organization. Those are all good things. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's the way you say that is I feel kind of, um, you know, kind of, a, uh, I don't know what the, the, the terminology is, but it, it's um, like a sun sun shines on a dog's butt or whatever that is, whatever that term is. Um, but when I, when I, uh, when I uh, started the board, I got people that I wanted to work with, right? I wanted to be around that wanted to be around me that wanted to be around this mission. And we've got people, um, the person that does a lot of our legal stuff, um, and kind of advises me on that. Um, she's not on the board and she doesn't want to be on the board. Um, but she's invested. Um, I've got somebody who just, uh, finished building my website um, and she's not on the board um, but she wants to be invested but that's somebody I'm talking to about becoming on my board yeah. um, for the reason that she's done all this work and she's never asked for anything and so to your point is boards go through and as an executive director or as a leader of a board I think you got to realize that boards evolve right from just a bunch of people wanting to have fun and do good to holy cow we just raised a bunch of money. Now we got to use it, right? Because in a year, when I stand up in front of all these people and say we raised, you know, a hundred thousand dollars last year and we didn't give any of it away, I guess we, you know, no first responders got hurt. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. So it's like, how do we actually put this in action? And then you start seeing people that are like, okay, I'm too busy to do what I need to do, so I need to step down from the board. Okay, now I need somebody on the board. Oh, then you start to, I don't want to say upgrade. But I want to say that you start getting purposeful people on your board that are then buying into the mission, and now they have a clear thing of what they're supposed to do. And all of that's evolving, right, like anything. And this is year three, and our board is is getting better, and it's got good people on it, and there are people figuring out how they can contribute and how they can't, and I'm getting better as an executive director and telling them how to. Um, from an event standpoint, that needs to become, and, and I'm seeing this now, is that needs to become our centerpiece mm -hmm. where everybody's thinking about that year round. So to your point, making uh, more awareness, right? Or, or auction items. They need to be thinking about that June 20th, right after the event's over. What are we doing next year? When you're going to have to assemble them. And to you're going to have to think yep, about that. Right? Yep. And, 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 but, but opening it up to the point of like, look, if you're not in this, if you don't want to be in this, whether it's, you know, somebody on my board or somebody in, on, a, on a board talking with staff, figure out a way to, to, to get out of it, but still help. Right. We could talk for hours about boards. And, I, and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you what, boards, everybody's got an opinion about them. And I think people listening to this podcast are going to be like, they didn't talk about X, they didn't talk about Y, or they're oh, yeah. way off base there. The opinions are going to be running rampant after this. And to me, if I were to close this up, I'd probably say one thing is like, if, if, as an executive director, you got to look at your members and say, what accountability do you have on them? And how do you hold them accountable to what you want? Two, if you're a board member, how are you being held accountable and are you invested in this? Because if I'm on a board 
I want everybody to know I'm on this board because I want them helping this organization out and making this organization grow. And it's it, that's no different from the executive director down to the person who takes out the trash. You want everybody in the same way. They want this organization to fly and everybody to know that I was a part of it. Right. And I think, to your point, and I think board members also need to hold each other accountable. True. And so as a board member, yeah. I need to look around <laughs> and see how everybody else is performing and behaving and say to myself, hey, you know, we we need to help, you know, say it's Kristen, right? We need to help Kristen in this way, right? Um, or, hey, you know what? I, I need you to kind of help also as a fellow board member. You need to help me go accomplish something, right? And kind of try to suck people in because it's hard. Right. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, you have a lot of board members out there that want to provide, you know, their, to your point, their expertise, more cases, just their opinion. Okay. Um, but that opinion doesn't always advance the organization. Sometimes it, it can. Right. And I would just give advice to anybody who's on staff because I've now, having done this, you know, having run thousands of events now and working directly with staff, I see both sides of this. Right. I would say, you need to find internal champions in your board, people that you can connect with one-on-one and you need yep. to leverage them. So if you've got a very difficult board, um, a board that likes to give their opinions out, but doesn't always necessarily want to A, take risks um, or B, you don't feel like is you know allowing you to take the, the risks or to do the things that you want to do as an executive director or development director to kind of really advance the organization start to find those champions inside the board and leverage those people to kind of help you get those decisions made. We hear it all the time. Oh, I got to take this decision to my board. I'm thinking to myself, do you really? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. When you're a small organization, right, and your board is your staff, that's one thing if you want to have a conversation about it. But even in my small, I have one small organization that we have, um, we don't make a lot of group decisions. Right, because we know where everybody's expertise are. Right, um, but if if that's your staff, fine. But as you get bigger, right, and we're talking to organizations that are going to go out and raise three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Why is your board getting involved in what software you use, or how many staff you have, right. or the event budget, or whether or not you're, you know, what the what's on the menu? You know, honestly, I mean, you know, they can tell you after the event they didn't like the rubber chicken, but before the event they probably don't need – you don't need to take them to the tasting. It's so funny. Like, don't do that. Don't take your board members to your catering tasting. Don't. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, to kind of wrap things up, I mean, I think there's there's lots of good advice we can give to staff and to board members about how to make the life of staff and the planning of an event better. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? You know, staff needs to worry about – moving the organization forward and what their job is and boards need to worry about how they can help the staff achieve that mission. And that's about as easy to sum it up right there. That was awesome. Yeah. And I, and I would just add to that, uh, board members set your expectations, have some compassion for the hardworking staff. Um, and just make sure that uh, obviously your job is to help advance them, but, uh, don't, berate them and don't scare them out of it as well so mike thank you so much chris thank you for uh, participating as well this has been a great conversation about boards and best of luck with your board 